1: All right, we have an update. I'm putting it here at the very beginning of this episode because I was wrapping up with this episode and saying we're expecting this verdict and it hadn't come in yet when I started this episode. So this is future me editing the beginning of this episode to give you the latest in what's going on with Trump. And let's start with the latest of the latest. We have this as of four minutes ago. Trump fined more than $350 million in New York business fraud case. New York Attorney General Letitia James accused President Trump, his company, and others of fraudulently inflating Trump's assets to boost his net worth and get financial perks. A judge ordered today, Judge Engron, of course, Donald Trump to pay more than $350 million in total penalties as part of his ruling in the former president's civil business fraud trial. Uh, Engeren also barred Trump from serving as an officer or director of any New York corporation or other legal entity in the state for three years. And Trump is banned for three years from applying for loans from any financial institution chartered by or registered with the New York Financial Services Department. Engren delivered the final decision from the trial, which was held with a jury. And of course, Trump is going to appeal this ruling. Uh, this explosive trial, of course, stemmed from... Attorney General Letitia James's lawsuit accusing Trump, his two adult sons, his company and top executives are fraudulently inflating Trump's assets to boot his, boost his stated net worth and obtain various financial perks. So that is the update. I will go ahead and edit later the later part of this video that talked about what we're expecting because now we know it came down. So let's get into the rest of the episode that was already recorded and was about to go into editing before this news came out. Happy Friday. Welcome to the BCP Podcast. I am James, a.k.a. BCP, Black Conservative Patriot. Let's get into what's happening with President Trump. Big hug to all of y'all. Appreciate your support, which makes this show possible. Trump's New York hush money case will start March 25th. And it's going to be the first of President Trump's criminal trials. The AP reporting. Donald Trump. His hush money trial will go ahead as scheduled. With his jury selection starting March 25th. A New York judge ruled. Thursday. Turning aside demands for delay. From the President's defense lawyers. Who argued it would interfere with his campaign. To retake the White House. That's right folks. Far left. New York City Judge Juan Merchan ruled that Trump's trial in the Stormy Daniels Hush Money case brought by Alvin Bragg is going to begin next month. What is going on here? There we go. Judge Merchan uh, issued the ruling after a judge in Jack Smith's January 6th case postponed the March 4th trial date. He also turned down requests for delay from Trump's legal team. It is completely election interference to say you're going to sit in the courtroom in Manhattan said Trump's defense lawyer Todd Blanche. Alvin Bragg indicted Trump last April on 34 felony counts related to <clears throat> hush money payments he made to Stormy Daniels. Trump was accused of paying Stormy Daniels aka Stephanie Clifford hush, payment, hush, uh, hush payments through his then attorney Michael Cohen who has been shown time and time again to be a serial liar. He went to jail for perjury and lying to Congress under oath, but when it's convenient, they still use him as a witness, and MSM still puts him on TV. This whole world is a joke. Remember when you were a liar, you were not believed, and then maybe people would forgive you after time, but when you're a serial liar and you're still put on television... But then again, these are the same people. If you recall, uh, Michael Avenatti, the porn lawyer, they were saying he should run for president. And he was actually talking about doing that. So this should come as no surprise. The payments made to Stormy Daniels did not come from Trump's 2016 presidential campaign. They were made through an internal business record. There was no tax deduction taken and there was no obligation to follow at the FEC. This is according to Trump attorney Joe Tacopina. Trump pleaded not guilty to all charges, and he was hit with a criminal charge for every payment he made to his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, in connection with the supposed hush uh, payments to these two women. Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg went through the Trump Organization ledger and charged him down the line per payment to Cohen. Every single payment to Cohen was made in 2017 while Trump was pay- uh, was president. Bragg's office copy and pasted the same charge 34 times and just switched out the check or voucher number. Now, of course, if you recall, Alvin pra- uh, Bragg didn't even explain what exactly he was convicting Trump of in his charging documents. If we go down memory lane, we'll recall that the they somehow took these misdemeanors and Put them all together to elevate them to a felony, but the underlining charge was never actually spelled out. Prior year.
0: Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg there. Let's bring in Georgetown, Washington. Uh, george washington university law professor jonathan turley uh jonathan i was anxiously waiting for this uh... indictment and i'm flipping through and i'm after our talks again and again and again about the bootstrapping of the misdemeanor to make it a felony looking for the underlying felony yeah were you looking for it too?
1: yeah it's like orient express without the body i mean you you you're looking for it and it just never comes up And the weird thing, I've never seen an indictment quite like this one. That is the
0: key linchpin. That's how you get beyond the statute of limitations. I know a lot of judges
1: that would have been not too pleased to receive an indictment like this. Would have said, you know, what the heck is this? I mean, what are you alleging? And Bragg just sort
0: of waved it off and said, I don't have to really say. But my question is. How did the grand jury understand what it was doing? We'll see a little better with the bill of particulars,
1: but it really raises concerns as to how well the grand jury understood these key linchpins. The grand jury didn't have to understand anything except one key instruction, get Trump. Plain and simple, whether it's Letitia James and Alvin Bragg and Judge Angeron, and Chanya Chutkin, Jack Smith, everyone involved in these lawfare. it's get Trump. And the only justice we're kind of getting right now is with Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade over in Georgia. And of course, we have Judge uh, Eileen Cannon, who is a fair judge over the Jack Smith case uh, in, uh, in Miami. But going back to Alvin Bragg and what's going on here. Remember that Alvin Bragg didn't explain why he wanted to convict Trump in those charging documents. He pretty much told uh, reporters that, hey, I don't have to tell anybody what the underlying felony is. And then he was allowed to charge Trump with 34 felonies without even explaining why. And that's why I say the grand jury and everyone involved knew that they had to play their part in getting Trump. So, President Trump yesterday made a statement outside the New York City courtroom regarding the Alvin Bragg novel legal theory hush money case. Mr. President, how'd it go?
0: So, instead of being in South Carolina and other states campaigning, I'm stuck here. It's an election interference case. Nobody's ever seen anything like it in this country. It's a disgrace. It's a disgraceful situation, actually. And we'll just have to figure it out. I'll be here during the day, and I'll be campaigning during the night. Biden should be doing the same thing, but he'll be sleeping. This is all from the DOJ. This all comes out of Washington. They're coordinated with the district attorney and the AG. The case tomorrow, which is a rigged deal, is uh, all coordinated with the uh, district attorney, and it's coordinated with the Attorney General of New York, Letitia Jane, who ought to be ashamed of herself. She's campaigned for years of trying to get Trump without knowing anything about me. It's all a rigged — it's a rigged state, it's a rigged city. It's a shame. They ought to — what they ought to do is go out and take care of the violent crime and the migrant crime that's destroying people and killing people. Not a case that everybody says, you take a look at the legal documents and the legal scholars writing about this. They say there's no crime. This is no crime. But outside, right outside their courthouse, this courthouse, people are being murdered. So it's a very unfair situation. They want to keep me nice and busy so I can't campaign so hard. But maybe we won't have to campaign so hard because the other side is incompetent. The other side's done a horrible job running this country. They've done a horrible job at the border. You take a look at New York, with the hundreds of thousands of people pouring in from other countries all over the world. You just take a look at what's happening. And I'm going to have to sit here for months on a trial. I think it's ridiculous. It's unfair. A trial that legal scholars say there's no crime. They say there's no crime. But as far as this is concerned, it's election interference by Biden, because it's the only way he can think to get elected, because he's accomplished nothing. But I'm honored to sit here. I'm honored to sit here, day after day after day, on something that everybody says, the greatest legal scholars said it's not even a crime. Thank you very much. How do you plan on campaigning while you're in court, sir? I'll do it in the evening. Are you coming back tomorrow for the verdict?
1: Now, you heard there at the end a reporter asking Trump if he was going to be there today, Friday, for the verdict. And this is the latest in the Trump, Angeron and Letitia James saga it was reported that today, Friday, there's an expectation of the verdict in Trump's $370 million civil fraud trial that was originally $250 million. Um, I was hoping that we would have that news for you by the time we recorded this. It is uh, after three o'clock, Eastern Standard Time, and we st- at the time I'm recording this, we still don't have that information. Now we do, and that was the very first storied update I gave you at the very beginning of this episode. But prior to the Verdict coming down. President Trump had some very important things to say about it. He knew it was coming down. It, it was imminent. It was evident. It was coming down. It had been reported that it would happen today. And this was President Trump's reaction before the verdict from Engren officially came out. President Trump uh, said, "It has been leaked all over the place to the fake news media, probably by the corrupt judge and/or Attorney General." That a decision on the never used before for such purposes consumer fraud statute that has been illegally weaponized against me will be released on Friday. Judge Engering wrongfully ruled against me before the trial even started, said that mar lago is only worth $18 million and was already overturned four times on appeal. A record. This crooked judgment will be a dark and sad day for the justice system in New York State. No damages, no victims, only success. Case already won an appeal, witch hunt, election interference. It truly is election interference if there is an update to this story by the time i finish this i will put it up if not we will tackle it um or mention it in the next episode so as you can see here newsweek this morning reporting or this afternoon reporting that says a day of reckoning at one o'clock east coast time and we still don't have that verdict we'll see what happens okay well let me show you uh and let's discuss what Elise Stefanik is doing about this. Elise Stefanik is not letting this slide. She's doing what she can to combat this partisan election interference. U.S. Representative Elise Stefanik has filed an official complaint with the New York State Committee on Professional Standards against Attorney General Letitia James citing violations of the rules of professional conduct related to James's conduct on her ongoing witch hunt investigation of President Trump. Stefanik has accused Attorney General James of engaging a rel- in a relentless lawfare campaign against Trump. In her statement, Representative Ston- Stefanik said, I found New York Attorney General Letitia James's handling of the investigation and trial of President Donald Trump nothing short of shameful. It is evident that Attorney General James violated fundamental principles of fairness and impartiality by engaging in a relentless lawfare campaign against President Trump marked by over 50 prejudicial comments on social media during just the first five weeks of the trial. Stefanik further argued that Attorney General James's conduct has significantly undermined public confidence in the legal system, compromising the integrity of the prosecutorial office she holds. That's quite an understatement, Elise. It's been her explicit mission since she announced her run for president to go after President Trump. Such behavior not only undermines the integrity of the legal process, but also violates the rules of professional conduct to which James, as a licensed attorney, is bound. It's recalled in 2018, the first black elected attorney general of New York State, Letitia James, was caught on video swearing and threatening to sue Trump. Here's a flashback.
0: Who say, oh, I'm not gonna bother to register to uh, vote because my voice doesn't make a difference, or I'm just one person.
1: I say one, I say one name, Donald Trump. That should motivate you. Get off your ass and vote. Will you <laughs>
0: will you sue him for
1: us? Oh, we're gonna definitely sue him. We're gonna be a real pain in the ass. He's gonna know my name personally. <laughs> I love it. He probably does already. As we've seen time and time again, they were going after him. Before they ever had a crime. Once they decided that they were going to go after him. It was just a matter of figuring out. How they can construe something as a crime. Which we saw Alvin Bragg do. Which we've seen Letitia James do. And ad nauseum down the list. All the way to Fannie Willis. While all Americans possess the right to express their opinions on matters of public interest. Attorneys, particularly state attorneys general. Are held to a higher standard due to their unique roles as officers of the court. Her conduct not only constitutes a breach of her professional responsibility, but also risks irreparable harm to the public's already eroding trust in our legal institutions, said Stefanik. The complaint calls for the Attorney Grievance Committee to launch an immediate investigation into A.G. James's conduct and to consider sanctions that could range from an interim suspension to disbarment or suspension from practicing law. I urge the Grievance Committee to immediately conduct a thorough investigation and take appropriate disciplinary action is what Stefanik is asking for. So let's not forget that Stefanik also filed a judicial ethics complaint last year against New York judge Arthur Angerin over his bizarre behavior in Trump's non-jury civil fraud case. Of course, he's been biased, no jury, and he allowed the $250 million in damages to go to $370 million in damages with no victim. And of course, he is completely ignoring the appeals court and what they had to say. Now here's an interesting news that we're getting from CNN today. Law clerk in Trump's civil fraud trial is running for the judgeship. The law clerk Donald Trump accused of co-judging his civil fraud trial is running for her own seat in in Manhattan civil court in the upcoming November elections Allison Greenfield was a frequent point of contention for Trump's legal team, even costing Trump thousands in fines for violating a gag order barring him from talking about her. Trump's lawyer complained about her presence on the bench seated next to judge, accusing her of co-judging as she often passed notes to Judge Arthur Engren and whispered in his ear before he ruled. Engren imposed a gag order in the first week of trial after Trump published negative social media posts about Greenfield accusing her of bias and made an unfounded claim about a relationship with a top senator. She was seen in pictures with, was it Chucky Schumer? I think it was Chucky Schumer. The judge later expa- expanded the gag order to cover the attorney and fined Trump twice for violating the gag order after continued public criticism of Greenfield. And now she is running. Greenfield could soon have a bench of her own, as she's currently running unopposed, according to a source familiar with the matter. She's running for a countywide civil court position that has a lower level of judgeship than that of her boss, who had to win another election to make the rise from county judge to the state Supreme Court. The Democratic candidate has received several endorsements from partisan groups in recent weeks, including the Manhattan Democratic Party. The Manhattan Democratic Party's civil court-independent judicial screening panel named her as one of the most highly qualified candidates early this month, of course. She's part of the Get Trump squad. Now, of course, when we talk about the Get Trump squad, we're not just talking about Trump himself, but anyone that was working with him, part of his administration, especially those that were involved in uncovering, fighting back against, exposing, or even strategizing how to combat the stolen election of 2020. And among those... We have his former assistant attorney general that uh, now has uh, a court date set. And we're talking about Jeff Clark. Uh, Jeff Clark is under a ass- uh, coordinated assault by the left. This is a guy who was the, uh, he served in the Bush administration and was a very young, only 34 year old deputy assistant attorney general and did amazing things. But because he's a Trumpster, And because he is part of the targeted individuals from the previous January 6th committee, they are going after him. Clark will be in court next Friday in D.C. over his alleged efforts to help Donald Trump challenge the fraudulent 2020 election. D.C. attorneys filed ethics charges against Jeff Clark in July of 2022. They charged that Jeff Clark was focused. Check this out. If you remember, I remember covering this at the time. They charged him over an unsent draft letter. Not even something official. Not even something that he had sent an undraft, an unsent draft letter claiming the department identified significant concerns that may have impacted the outcome of the election in multiple states, including the state of Georgia. So Clark defended Trump and challenged the election scandal. So now they want to destroy him and set an example for him. And he's going to be in court next Friday. The Get Trump operation is alive and well. Okay. Uh, Also giving an update on President Trump. The U.S. Supreme Court a few days ago responded to President Trump's emergency application requesting the high court pause the immunity immunity ruling in Jack Smith's uh, case. uh, Chief Justice Roberts on Tuesday responded to Trump's emergency request and told Special Counsel Jack Smith he has a week to respond the Supreme Court gave Jack Smith until this coming Tuesday to follow response to Trump's request to pause the appellate rule, court's ruling on immunity. So last week, the federal courts uh, st- uh, they went along with Biden and denied uh, Bi- Biden's people and denied Trump immunity in the special counsel Jack Smith's January 6th case. So let's see what happens. That's just the latest uh, tidbit on that. And that brings us up to date on all of the Trump-specific uh, stories and what have you. Now, of course, we have the Fannie Willis trial going on, and uh, day two, and there are some highlights and lowlights of there. But I didn't want to do like we did yesterday, a whole episode on that. Uh, we do, we do have some drama, which I will cover in the next report. It'll be a, a run through because the uh, day two will have been over. But we had. <laughs> uh, we had Fannie Willis's dad, a uh, co-founder of the Black Panther, say some crazy things like he knew COVID-19 was going to come down and how he coordinated with his daughter. And we have Nathan Wade's law partner uh, not wanting to show up because he had a doctor's appointment. There was other wackiness. And uh, I'll, I'll do a more condensed version of what happened on day two, and we'll cover that in the next episode with other news as well, please receive a big hug and thank you once again for your support of this channel. This is James BCP Black Conservative Patriot. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, God bless.
0: We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did did it for our administ- the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.